I'm ready, mommy. Ready in Chamesh. Arba, Shalosh, Stein. That was for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting thongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P. Thank you for watching me on YouTube and listening. Here we go, Christina P. Online. Guys, I'm coming to Tampa this weekend at the improv there. And then look, I don't know when Cap City's opening. They're opening a new location at the domain, but I will be there once that is up and running. I go to Charlotte, North Carolina at the Comedy Zone. And then one night in Austin at the Stateside at the Paramount Theater. Um, I do one night in L.A. at the Regent Theater for the Netflix festival. It should be fun. And then Minneapolis Tits, uh, May 6th and 7th at Acme, Irvine Improv in May. You bet I'm coming up in May. Atlantic City, New Jersey at the Borgata. Uh, Boston Massive, Huge Tits at the Wilbur, June 5th. And then Hilarities in Cleveland, August 12th, 13th. Oh, and then Zanies is up on the board. Gashville, October 6th, 7th. And eighth, what what a fun time. ChristinaPOnline.com for tickets. What else? Subscribe to this show if you haven't already. Adder. And with me today is one of my favorite human beings on the planet. We've been friends since we were 12 years old. So this person and I have a, a, a connection probably unlike any other other human being. Jenny Pantland, everybody, clap your hands. Woo woo. Mother. <laughs> author she just wrote uh, a book this will be funny later mm. you can buy it everywhere how do you why did you give that are you like i was doing my author i'm an author are you an author? <laughs> <laughs> how does it feel to be an author now uh i don't know I, I haven't processed any of this yet that's my thing is to put everything on the back burner to process later and hence, hence <laughs> the title this will be funny later yeah oh that's true i processed the first half of my life and made a whole nother lot of things to process in the in the uh, writing of this book. And there'll probably be another one called That Wasn't Funny at All. I was wrong. <laughs> Man, it's true. You're on a time delay with your processing is what you're saying. Like you my life just moves really fast. And there's a lot of things always going on. And yeah, I'm hyper present. I think maybe that's part of the neurosis thing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just like, uh, I have to process things later because I can't do it in the moment. I have a hard time doing that too. I think that's yeah. like part of the human condition. Well, uh, I think mostly you have a hard time being I mean, processing is because you don't have time to have feelings. Um, you have five children. Yep. Five, and to be specific, five boys. Yep. The last one of which you had a year and a half ago. <laughs> we're the same age. You're 45. Yeah. How are you alive right now? I don't know. I just keep, I just wake up every morning like, um, what was that Drew Barrymore movie where she wakes up? I thought you said Drew Barrymore. Uh, maybe I did. <laughs> Who can even <laughs> Is say? Is she a tribe member? Um, um, sorry, but which one? Oh, the, the blind dates with Adam yeah, Sandler. Yeah, like I feel like that a lot of times. I wake up and I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, I got five kids. I'm nursing one of them. Like... Every day is like that. You have to play the tape that reminds yeah, you. Like, I do. I play the mental tape are. like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's fuck. totally what happens every single morning. <laughs> every morning. I think I do the same. Yeah, I think, I, I think maybe everybody doesn't do don't know that they do that. 
Like I, I literally like some mornings I wake up so regressed. I think you, I think I when I have bad because I watch Euphoria as I together. <laughs> I watch Euphoria. I have horrendous dreams about my own life and my past, and then I wake up thoroughly regressed and panicked, yeah. and then I have to go like, oh shit, I'm a forty five yeah. year old mother of two. Yes, I'm a fucking adult. I wonder if everybody does like you have to reprocess that on some level like you can't remember that while you're asleep that's the point of sleep right I get, you yeah regroup and then you wake up and you're like okay who am I it's sort of like a um, mushroom I? trip like every night <laughs> coming out of it. probably doesn't help that I've been drinking a lot lately or... it probably helps that you have it probably <laughs> actually helps a lot that yeah. you have since my father-in-law died I've been, I've been like I just gotta drink again yeah. but um wow so five boys is Speaking of drinking, you have five boys. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, because I've, yeah, I mean, look, I only have two and they're three and six. And I, yeah. this is the face, like, I just, like, I do this a lot. I'm always like, because yeah. it's, it's a lot. And it's, um, yeah. and I've tried to really, especially as a comedian, I want to pinpoint what it is. And it's, it's such a dichotomy of, of life because you're like, on the one hand, it is profound suffering. Yeah. It is relentless giving and it is relentless. Yeah. And then like last night, the boys crawled in bed with me at two in the morning and it was like the best. Yeah. It's the fuck. And then you're like, oh my God, my heart's going to explode. It's worth it. Yeah. And then you wake up and then you and run the exhausted. tape and you're yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then they're wiping asses. Yeah, and then you're like, yeah. oh, that means breakfast. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is relentless. It's constant. It's a lot. But like, you know, at the end of the day, like I always think, what am I going to think on my deathbed? Like, Same. Yeah. I'm constantly thinking about dying. You've done ketamine. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have never. I don't need ketamine. I don't do drugs because I'm like this naturally. And if I do drugs, it gets real bad real fast. Sure. That's why I like you, though. You're very conscious. I can't do it. It's unfortunate. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) You and I are always on an acid trip. That's why I love you. Everybody, nobody really gets me until they get super high around me. And then I'm like, yeah, now we can talk. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, you get contact time. I'm like, no, no, no. You just got, you just, you just are, got yeah. Jenny P. Yeah. Jenny Pentland, bitch. Yeah. You're just getting it now. Yeah. You get me now. Yeah. It's true. Like, I yeah. do really well when everybody around me is on mushrooms. Yeah. Cause we don't do chit chat very well. I don't do very, very well. No. So, 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 so it's funny because I think you and I, we started talking about this too. We're both 45. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we've known each other since we were 12. Yeah. 12. Yeah. And so we've been through so much of life and you go like 45 to me I, I, I'm I am firmly in middle age yeah and you're like I know why people buy Ferraris like oh, yeah. I, I I see now because it's um it's mundane you're you're firmly entrenched in the mundane day-to-dayness of like wake up yeah the breakfast with the kids get the kids to school pack the lunches oh fuck is today fucking spirit day fuck he didn't wear the spirit <laughs> shirt to the thing and then i gotta go uh, thursday i have drinks with the kinder moms and like it's just that mundane shit yeah and you feel simultaneously trapped yeah simultaneously grateful yeah and and miserable and then really happy at the same time. It's the roller coaster thing. It's like the um that you don't feel the same from one second to the next. And like one little thing, I don't know if everybody's yeah. as emotional as me, but like one little thing, like I'll just look over the whole like I had a huge meltdown like eight years ago or something. And the whole thing, like you would think all the things I've been through in my life that this big event would have set me off, but I like gazed over at my kid. 
I gazed over at my 13 year old and I was like, he looks like me when I was that age. And then it was like every single thing I'd ever been through, what I was going through at that period of time. And it like I just spiraled. But it, I think it's um, you don't know what's going to do that to you. Yeah, and yeah. you think it's like, oh, my kid graduating from school. And it's like, no, that fucking literally felt like nothing. Yeah, that did nothing for me. But <laughs> <laughs> but then they just sit there and like make a little face to the side, and you're like, oh, that literally Jesus. felt like nothing. Yeah, that was fucking nothing. Come on, that is so true. Because uh, graduating oh, kindergarten, yeah, they, yeah. Well, now you graduate off. from everything. Yeah. I'm like, okay, all uh, right. My kid's probably shit. gonna drop out in second grade, like the rest of them. So. <laughs> Like, I'm not real concerned about the schools for my kids because I'm not either. I'm not really hung up on the achievement of that banal because, you know, the older you get, you're just like, yeah, you're supposed to pretend like all that stuff matters so your kids don't completely fail out. I don't try anymore. (laughs) They can tell they can read my face. I'm like, yeah. I think also because we're older, we're old. Like when I was 23, I had my first kid when I was like 24. And that was a wholly different experience because I was like growing up with him. So those kind of things were really important to me, like the doing all the right things. And I slowly just kind of fell off like where it started being like, okay, you're you're dropping your kid off to school in your pajamas. And then the other moms (laughs) are making fun of me. And I'm like, fuck you. This is I'm wearing this all day. You're this lucky. I'm like a, yeah. Yeah. If you see it tomorrow, you <laughs> yeah. might see the same outfit tomorrow. So just <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. But um, like if it started like mm. that, I was doing everything right, everything right. And yeah. then I had, I had so many kids. I was like, there was no way I could do everything right by all of them. So then I started going, I, do I really need to do everything right? Like, what can I like get by with? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing, I'm not going to show up to school on time. They were in a private <laughs> school. I'm paying for it. Like my mommy's paying for it, but uh, I don't have to show up on time. I don't have to. You're and I them? don't have to have an outfit on. And I'm not going to park where you tell outfit. me to fucking park because they run over to my car and open my doors and shit would spill. I'm like, don't touch my door. Don't touch the door of this car. I will get my own kids out at my own pace. And, it you know, it's slower than everyone else's. But then everybody called me tardy mom for a little while because I was late to everything. <laughs> tardy mom sounds like a different reason. Yeah, but it, it was because I was late. <laughs> I think not the other way. I think that's why. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, either a bunch way, of jerks. it's true. <laughs> either way, it was true. Um, and tardy then just She's a tardy mom. Yeah, they're I'm like because they kept saying, "Oh, you're tardy, you're tardy," and they would call me, "Your kid was tardy," and yeah, I'm like, I "Was know. he there? Did he show up?" Yeah. Get your like whatever. I I you're like I know difficult. he's tardy. I was the one that made him that <laughs> yeah. way. The, I'm like they punished my kid, and I, I actually had to call and be like, <laughs> you know that my six year old can't fucking drive, right? <laughs> Take that off his record right now and put it on mine. Put it on my record. Do you have a record there the for me? Record. I'm sure you do. Then the you can record. just, after 50 tardies, call CPS or something. Like, But for now, <laughs> I, I had to actually call them and say, my kid is tardy because he cannot drive. Because he's six. And if he could drive, he'd be on time. Because trust me, he's in the car going, fuck, you've made me tardy again. Like over and over oh. every morning. Well, it's a pain. And like, I don't think people understand, like just getting, uh, like at least getting, okay, getting a three and a six-year-old oh, yeah. to go to the grocery store no no yeah it is like the for it's the fifth ring of hell like mm-hmm. just like get in the car 
Get in the, put your shoes on. Mm-hmm. Put your fucking shoes on. Both shoes. Right feet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get down. Okay. You have to yeah. wear a jacket. I don't want to wear a jacket. Wear the fucking jacket. Yeah. It's cold outside. It's snowing. Yeah. Get in the jacket. I want to buckle myself. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Here we go. And then there's the I want to buckle myself fight. I yeah. want to close my own door. Okay. <laughs> I want to do it again. Okay. It's like, I, I, Juju threw a fit, my three-year-old, because I wouldn't let him close his own door the third time. Yeah. I was like, no, we're going. Yeah. Like, we're zooming. <laughs> I can't get anywhere on time either. Yeah. Is what I'm trying That's to say. Happened. And everybody's mean about it. And I'm like, you try it. Everybody Good was, luck. Oh, I always had friends that didn't have kids oh, when I was 24. Like, yeah, I was that's the different. youngest. Yeah. yeah. And I'm from, I lived in LA. So basically, yeah. I was a teen mom. But like in Colorado, as an, an old wife already. <laughs> everywhere else in the country. Is everywhere else as an normal. old maid at 24. Oh, she really like yeah. cares about her career or something. But everybody <laughs> in California was like, what are you doing? I remember people when I said I was pregnant, what are you doing? You're throwing it all away. And I was like, you guys are hideous. Like, not everybody cares about. Like, I, I just, maybe I didn't have any aspirations. And no, I'll why. tell you what it is. Because I've known you since we were kids. Yeah. Literally children. You have wanted to be a mother yeah. since you were fucking 12, bro. I was born like that. I was, yes. that's like the first line of my book is something about being born a breeder. Because I knew like right away, I'm like, all right, let's get this fucking shit on the road. It's what you wanted very yeah. early. I mean, you yeah. carried around a baby doll with you when we were 12. The doll was goth. <laughs> it had a pentagram drawn on its stomach. Of course it did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, God, that was a good Some time. of it was for chalk. It wasn't all because I'm completely insane and have arrested <laughs> development from PTSD. Some of it's just because I was cool and avant-garde. I have news for you. I have news for you. I have since found out that goth is not cool. God damn it. Don't tell me that. Well, I've been asking people. I've been discussing it with them. I, I, was, can, I can tell because they're cackling yeah, in the other room. Yeah. You guys just don't understand. That's all. That's what I think. Whatever. I was under the This imp- is part of being goth is having people who are not cool laugh at you. I was trying to fucking explain that shit what to them. It? Because they're like, no, Star Trek nerds are just as lame as goth people. And I was like, dude, no. In the hierarchy of cool, yeah, Star Trek true. nerds are fucking way down here, bro. Yeah, they're bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're at the bottom. Bottom, bitch. <laughs> goth nerds. In the nerds, pecking order, it's like punk. Yeah, goth, punk is number one. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, someone that fucking gets it on this show. Been saying this shit for years. <laughs> they don't get it the, these kids they don't get that cool yeah like I, it's like true. you know what i mean i think because like now everybody gets to have fucking feelings and rights and stuff and <laughs> it's like when we were growing up you that's were, true you were either like well you know rich and hot yeah or you just were a fucking loser so you had to find a way to survive like either yeah. you could afford guest jeans or you yeah. just didn't. You didn't. You were either in. shallow or deep. I think like, yeah. you could afford to be shallow than you would, no matter how much you try yeah. to convince yourself otherwise. Yeah. And if you were poor, then you were deep. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so funny because everybody is like inclusivity. I'm like, if you uh, just be lower, just be lower middle class. Like, Our, yeah. I I lived inclusively just because I was fucking not poor but yeah. do you understand know like the apartment complex i grew up yeah. in with my single you were in an mom apartment. that counts in la yeah bro yeah. like it was all it was all the melting pot there was yeah. everybody there so yeah. shut the fuck up white people is my point <laughs> anyway the point of the story is what are we talking about midlife crisis yeah brought on by children yeah and we were talking about being older parents because i think that that does uh, it plays into it in a different way knowing 
that I've been a younger parent. Yes, I agree. Then, so I wonder what is what's the trick. So so you're someone that's like because I I'm friends with somebody too that became a mother at 18. Yeah, and so like. When when you're always a mother, you just yeah. don't know any difference. So yeah. I, I'm wondering what the difference is between somebody like me who I had a whole fucking life yeah. and then at 40 decided to yeah. become a first time mom. And I'm like, that is insanity. I know a lot of people who did it the same way as you, probably more in my friend group than who did what I did, which was have kids yeah. early for L.A. or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a it's a totally different mindset because you've had time to develop a personality and to get used to certain things like. Uh, free time and showering I oh, never got yeah. used to showering so I don't know what I'm missing like that just I never did that and I'm not ever going to apparently because now I have a <laughs> one-year-old and I live in a trailer so. <laughs> well that's the thing is what what I don't want to say worse but what is the the difference of experience like what is my experience and and in relation to yours just because like I did have all these things yeah. and now I'm like that's all gone and whereas like would I be better off just never having known the other side no, of the force? I think you just have to you know? let go of all let of the, go you got to let go of a lot of things and the outside information is a, a, yes. the first place that goes and for me being 23 and I, I kind of felt like people were looking at me weird and like people would say things to me like are you married and they'd like look at my ring I lived in the Jewish area in LA when I was there so it was Mid-off. like they were trying to and I looked I'm sorry weird. to hear that I'm sorry to hear that <laughs> he gets so mad he knows that area it's it's a hard area I was right there on Olympic and um yeah, it was hard. Oof, yeah, Hasidic highway. It, yeah, it's uh, the highway. Is that what they call the Hasidic highway? No, it, that's it the one. I've in, never um, heard that before. Hollywood. That's Pico. Well, mm. there's two probably, but I live between Pico and Olympic in mm. this area right by. Um, there's a bunch of temples there and stuff. And like Friday and Saturday, I couldn't back my car out because everybody was walking by. And like, my dog loves that. It was it was fun. Did it they throw fun. rocks at you? No, I don't think that they. I look like white enough that I'm passable, so they just thought somebody infiltrated their neighborhood. I think instead, um, unless I was wearing my my uh, temple gear because I did go to temple um, every once in a while. I dated a rabbi. That's my favorite thing about you. <laughs> Fuck the five kids. I love that you dated the rabbi, the rabbi. How I didn't know you were allowed to f. The rubbies. Well, I didn't fuck him. What? Yeah, it was. That's probably why I liked him. Oh. Um, we only dated like six months, and it was like, and then he started being like, "When are you going to learn Hebrew?" And I'm like, "No, we're not. I'm not. Oh, is this the wig thing? Like, when are you going to?" Oh, he wanted to do. Orthodox. He wanted to get married, and he wanted me to do. But it was always like a more reform kind of. It was the Kabbalah Center is where I was going, right? Which is. I was going before Madonna. Yeah. I actually left because they let Ashton Kutcher touch the fucking uh, Torah instead of my friend who they relegated to the back and her and her mom had done all this like service there and stuff. It, I'm sure it's different now because well, it's Rome always falls. Yeah. It Hollywood. was ridiculous. So, so hold on. So you and the Rebbe, did you yeah. make out? Um, one time on Purim, because you're on Purim, you're, you're, you have to get so drunk that you can't tell the difference between good and evil so that you can't judge. Oh, I like this. Yeah, that was a fun one, except for when everybody's in the same giant room smelling and puking. But um, what? That, uh, everybody oh, like being, just smells because you drink and you dance and you're wearing okay. costumes and then you pass out and vomit and okay. play there um, in the big. There's like a big room. They like clear this. out. Yeah, it was that part was fun and funny. But uh, yeah, he uh, that night he called me outside and he's like, come to the head rabbis, like, 
dungeon or whatever it was. The, it was dungeon. <laughs> the, the, the rabbinical the dungeon. Rabbinical dungeon. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. Like, I, I don't know what the it Hopa? is. I don't know what it is. No, but uh, close enough. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then he like grabbed me and, and kissed me. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that you could. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, it's Purim. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Um, and I was like into it. But then the, ra- the head rabbi walked in and I was like, Ugh. and then like the next day, this was my favorite part is the I next day. This. He's like, because he had a very uh, thick Sephardic mm. um, accent from Israel. He was from Israel, right? He yeah. was half Italian and half Israeli, but he had oh. a really thick accent. And he was like, on, Pur- on Purim, it's okay if you do mistake. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, is that what if happened? Do we did mistake. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I think I should start like kind of backing out of the situation. Like maybe it's time. So yeah, well, he moved to New York to work there. And so we tried to have a long distance relationship, which was even funnier than just the Rebbe at at my temple relationship because it was all over the phone. And he would be like, touch your knee. (laughs) Touch your ankle. Uh, that's adorable good times so so libby so so he can court you he can do sexual things on the phone with you i think the kind of rebbe he was because rabbi really means teacher and i think the kind he was because it was at the kabbalah center or whatever oh we left this good part out he was a palm and face reader which don't laugh because i do the same thing but (laughs) that was his thing to do at the temple is that he would read palms and faces Palms and faces. Yeah. And what did he tell you? Was he like, um, you well, look like the kind of girl who should give blowjob on palm. Yeah, do mistake. Blow mistake. <laughs> I do a mistake yeah. to my penis. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> did his beard smell? Those beards are awful. No, thick. he was very clean. Because Tom's beard lived smells. in a little tiny room on a mattress floor above the temple. He was real clean for that my favorite story about him is where and this is in the book but he was moving to new york and he didn't know if me and him should like if he yeah, should pursue, pursue a long distance relationship sure. that was a big deal so he had the uh in-house astrologer do my chart and he asked me to come help him pack and say goodbye so i go up there and he's laying on this like fucking twin mattress up there and he's got all these clothes that are like hand-me-downs because you like live a life of like yeah, not he's, having he's, a lot of stuff yeah, yeah. He's dedicated himself to the yeah. holy fucking cause. And uh, he's packing up his bag and all his secondhand shit. And he's like, you, you are a, um, what he, he started just like kind of being rude to me. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, oh, you only care about status. And I'm standing there looking at him. Like I've been dating this man for like five months. And you were together he, for five yeah, months. It was didn't like bang? six months. We didn't bang. Well, because some of the months he was back there. So at this point it was wow. like, wow. You guys yeah. are really in it. I didn't realize how long this relationship yeah, it was. Six was. Months. Yeah, it, it was, and you know we kissed <laughs> once, so um, that was the thing. But he he had done my chart wrong, and was telling me that I was like basically in it just because he was close to the rabbi, and I was trying to get close to the rabbi, and I was like, "That's silly." I'm like, "Why are you saying all this to me?" And then I saw like these little papers in his uh, suitcase, and I pulled them out, and I'm like. First of all, you got all my information wrong. He got my information wrong, had my chart done, read it. It was completely upside An down idiot. and backwards. And then he was like holding me accountable for it. And I'm like, Jesus fucking for Christ, your, you man For your child. astrological chart. 
I mean, I'm into that, but <laughs> but yeah, I was like, that's hilarious. That's a good story that he's accusing me of being like uh, into status while he's well, maybe he was into status. You know, he, if well, someone accuses you and they yeah. they really. I don't know. That's fucking amazing, though. I mean, that would be scary to think your girlfriend was into status when you sleep on a fucking twin mattress. Yeah. And you're with him for a minute and you didn't even touch his D. Or did you touch his D? Did you rub his D? No, but we never transcendental meditation. And? I'm just kidding. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I remote viewed his dick. I was going to (laughs) say. I did a palm and face and dick reading (laughs) (laughs) did you when you were um hugging on Purim did you feel his boner ever on on, yeah I did yeah yeah. it was fine it was fine it was nothing to write home about I mean have you met a dick that's to write home about yes oh really yes I have do you got his (laughs) do you have his number I mean besides like he was a friend of Job as well (laughs) (laughs) was this in the valley no. <laughs> I need more details. You can't just throw something. I'll tell though. you tomorrow at lunch. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> wow, she really went. It was, it was a real good one. Like, yeah, I remembered it. Because you know why we took photos of it back in the day? And this is when Polaroids. you had to, No, we're so stupid. We took them on like a disposable camera and then... <laughs> We had to go get them fucking developed at like Photo Mart. That used to be a thing. Like the yeah. police would get called and they'd be like. For your dick pics? Yeah. Like uh, uh, people who worked at the photo booths <laughs> had seen more than your average like police officer, I think. Like there was, they had seen a lot. If you talk to any of the people that worked at those developing booths. Right. And but they had to pretend they didn't. They just oh, go, here's your picture, of mister. Of course. And so we it. took pictures of, yeah, his D and we were like, ah! you know, you laugh. You're like, oh my God, rip, rip, rip. You know. But then you have the negatives and they're floating I around still have somewhere. The negatives. <laughs> somewhere. More like pocket. positives. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you. I'm so glad five. I came out here and get to see your face in real life. I know. Did you just say five under your breath? You fucking did. Five. I know. I feel like that too. Oh, and the thing with my kids is that they span 20 years. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's, it is literally hell on earth. Like, you're, you've got, yeah, you've got the eldest who's 25. He's 21. Six. Well, my brother, I think, I have a brother who's only four years older. Sorry, that's than my Because my of. mom is also trailer trash like me. So yeah. she also had five kids. <laughs> and they were like uh, oh my God, I didn't 30 years that. apart. Her span's even wider. Right. Like, Brandy was, Brandy was, yeah, 25 years. So... My oldest sister was like 25 when my mom had her last baby and she had him at 42. Wow. And I was his nanny when I was 20, 21. So that was like, he's really kind of like my first kid, sort of in a lot of ways. Like I learned a lot about, I was there full time, like 12 hours a day being his nanny for like almost two years. Um, but that was like one of the highlights of my life. Like he's just Aww. such a good kid and I love him. He's a fucking 25 year old boy now. So yeah, n- not too many. Ah, uh, yeah, he's. A 25-year-old boy. Yeah. But him and my oldest are only four years apart. So they were like really close. And he took, um, Buck is his name, my my brother. And my oldest son's name is Aton. So Buck took Aton to show and tell <laughs> in preschool when he was four. And, so, and everybody's like, oh, you brought your brother. And he's like, nope, this one's my nephew. <laughs> so it was cute. That's um, adorable. They're cute. But that he's 25. And then my oldest is 21 right now. And then I have a 16, Aton. 14, and 12-year-old, yeah. I can't believe Aton's 21. I can't either. 
I, I cannot believe like it either. He was running around naked and peeing in the backyard just he yesterday. Was. I mean, he probably really was. Just no, 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 mind you too, all the time. <laughs> I mean, he's 21. He probably is. Maybe that's that my tonight. life. <laughs> that's true. They don't stop doing that, do they? No, they never do. Like Buster, my 12 year old this morning, he's like, I'm like, where are you going? Because he's walking out of the trailer. He's like, I'm going to go pee. I'm like, no, that's something we do in Hawaii that we don't do in a trailer park with somebody five feet away from us. He's like, I pee on the tire. Uh, what the fuck does that mean <laughs> don't piss in our no. tiny little trailer space i feel like that should just be common no they pee on everything my kids yeah. pee on the toilet seats oh so, yeah and then i sit on them in the middle of the yeah. night without thinking i just wipe the seat automatically i don't someone called in jack our regular he's like just do i think that was jack he's like just wipe the seats all the time yeah all and the I was time like, you don't yeah, even have to open your eyes you don't anyway. even have to open your eyes. Let's, oh, here's yeah, a good go thing, though. If you have land, we had a mulch pile at one point because we were doing some farming practices. Of course you were. And are. somebody said, if you want that mulch to break down faster, you got to buy urea. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to Google urea. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's pee. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, I got that for free. Yeah. Hey, kids, <laughs> don't piss in my house anymore. You're going out to the pile. So the pile was like as big as this room. And they pissed on that pile and that shit broke down. It is black. <laughs> It beautiful compost for the, be- the best <laughs> potatoes out of that fucking piss patch. family business yeah <laughs> piss patch potatoes piss patch potatoes they were By stoked Jenny i can't Pitlin's believe piss that potatoes man yeah it was good it was good shit I can't but believe- you know you have that much pee you start thinking about what can i do with this pee what can i do with all this piss yeah and it's funny i was even uh, last night i had people over we were eating ribs and then you know my three-year-old comes out i pooped now i gotta wipe his ass and like i literally can go from like eating ribs yeah wiping shit ass like diarrhea ass and then being like "Mm, this is delicious yeah like don't even care yeah you just don't the thing is compartmentalization which i think is the key to not just parenting but being human and alive (laughs) and also aging like everything has to get compartmentalized so it's like okay i just I'm remembering diarrhea everywhere. Yeah. But I'm still eating. And that those two <laughs> things are separated in my mind. They both have their sensual experiences with them or sensory, maybe not yeah. sensual. No, you're right. Sense, sensation. Not, yeah, not into yes. that. Yeah. Sexual. But, um, yeah. That's wild. And you're it's right all about. compartmentalization. It, it is. And, and it's funny because especially with certain kids or, you know, you relate to one kid more. Yeah. Sometimes because you, you're like, oh, my God, I was watching Ellis yesterday. And I watched him go through a feeling and I was like, I know exactly, mm-hmm. I know exactly where he is yeah. right now. Cause I was, he and I are made up very similarly yeah. emotionally. And I was like, dude, um, And is your other one like Tom? Mm-hmm. Sweet. So that's, it's like the f- um, five faces of my subconscious mind looking at my kids. I'm like that one, each one has like one aspect of myself, but my 12 year old is so much like my husband too. Mm. But my Cosmo is, a lot like me to the oh, point where I'll just glance up. We kind of just kind of glance at each other sometimes. And it's like me and you with the whole world of information that, yeah. You just know. Yeah. We just know, which I, then oh, you end gosh. up feeling the most sorry for that child because you know what struggles that brings. A hundred percent. Cause I know what Ellis is feeling. Yeah. I really truly know. And then you get, and then you go into your own history. Yeah. And that's when you start flashing back. That's why the compartmentalization like, thing there too, because I don't want to put my trauma and there's plenty of yeah. it. And it's just fucking sitting there yeah. at the door waiting for somebody to open it. Um, I don't want to put that on my kids if I can help it, which I can't apparently help, but um, I can try to manage it a little bit, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's 
it's like I have to have that part of myself and then also and but you want to be honest with your kids too and be able to be open and and uh and present for them so that's it it's all very hard I think that's the when people always ask me for parenting advice and I'm like uh come over to my house (laughs) and then see if you want to ask me again in two hours (laughs) But yeah, it's like all I can ever think to say is surrender. Yeah. That's it. Just surrender and listen, which is really hard. Even me knowing what I know, it's still really hard sometimes to listen because you want to be like, you know, you see the the pain that they have surrounding the beliefs that they have. And a lot because reality is subjective, you see like two kids who are two years apart or less can have these completely different experiences. Yeah. In the exact same experience. Which is crazy to me. It's insane. Two people can grow up in the same house and have yeah. completely different recollections. Or... Me and my sister are 13 months apart and we had like completely different lives yeah. and experiences. And there's some things we can be like, oh yeah, we can both agree that that was fucking crazy and, and whatever, but we just handled it in completely different ways. So and when you have that dynamic and then you have two kids and two parents, you don't just have four people in a house. You have... I don't know what the exponent, the math around that is for how many uh, dynamics that can be between three and right. two and one and oh, all gosh. four. So like you just can increase your dynamics in a way that's insane. And so having five, four of who are in the trailer with me right now, like, you know, I, last night I was like, we're going to, do you want to be the one to tell your friends that you got kicked out of a fucking trailer park because you couldn't stop saying the same thing over and over and screaming? Like, yeah. you, you don't want that on your resume. I got kicked out of a trailer park for screaming. Yeah, I just had this fight with the kids last night. Ellis, uh, Julian was, he calls himself Sir. He refuses to be called Julian. Okay, that's the one I relate to the most. So, the, yeah, the kids had a fight over sir plus sir equals sir. No, it doesn't. Sir plus sir equals 10. And then, like, Ellis freaked out and, like, went after Julian. I was like, this <laughs> that's is like my kid. wild. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yo, I don't Oh, it even... doesn't stop. It doesn't fucking stop. Until they're, like, 22. And then they're like, oh, shit, we're out here on our own. There was actually a period this one time my kids were driving me insane. This was before I had the baby. I did not leave the baby home. But the other kids, I was like, fuck you guys, fend for yourself, call me and tell me whose funeral I need to plan. (laughs) And that's all I want to hear. And I left and I went to the store or something. And I just all three of them were screaming at each other, all three of my middle kids. My oldest one fled when he was like 16, I'm sure, because of all those (laughs) dynamics. But he was, um, I mean, he was back and forth, but he got a job. And yeah, that was a hard one, too. But I just was like, just kill each other. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, just let's get this over with. Fight to the fucking death. Let me know, know whose funeral I'm planning. And I will get right on that. But for now, I'm I'm going to get a coffee. And I left them because you can do that in Hawaii, too. Like, it's safe. But um, I think there were 10, 12, and 14 at the time. Oh, by the time I was 10, I was already home at yeah. 2 in the morning. My yeah. dad was out at the bar. I'm like, fine. Great. <laughs> 10 uh, that's practically an adult in my life yeah, I mean what right. are you talking about you're like Fuck he, out of here. Did, did he take the car and drive no because <laughs> yeah. that was the 13 year old thing to do mm-hmm. steal the car and drive no but he, yes, when I came home they were all getting along and I was like oh okay See? but then I was like they have to really truly have that like walking dead mentality of like yeah. um, there's zombies out there and everybody's trying to kill us and then they can band together, like yeah. if they have the common enemy of the world. That's and true. I didn't want to be that common enemy for them anymore, which it was a really interesting dynamic. I got home and like they had cleaned and done some things and made themselves food. And I was like, what the it's fuck? Fucking are you doing? amazing. Yeah. So then I, after that, I was like, oh, oh, I'm doing too much. 
I'm doing too much. And their brains are like, just dying for things to do. Because I was thinking, and you know, sometimes they'll piss me off. And I'll be like, in another country, you would be in the army at 12. You'd be killing other people's children. So shut the fuck up. And push the start button on the fucking washer. Like, it's not that hard. Like, just be happy. You don't have to watch the blood and life drain out of a child your age because you have shot him point blank in the face for your fucking cause. Like, I know. I, sometimes they need that perspective. And there, YouTube has a lot of videos, too. I'm sure you can. <laughs> the that dark is web, so dark true. Dark web parenting. It is like... I did I, like, especially with my three and a half year old. Like he's he's getting towards four, like just yeah. inching towards four. And four to me is the magic number. It's when oh, yeah. I'm free. That's yeah, when they put on their true. own shit. They're out of the diapers yes. for good. You're just like four. Yeah. And so he still is wanting to like, mommy, give me water. I'm like, you can get your own fucking yeah, water. That's what get I do. Get your own too. fucking water. Like, so just like doing that, it, yeah. it is. My, except for when they're like right at that age of like seven, where they can't explain concepts well, but they can tell. Like their teachers that my mommy hasn't cooked for me for a year. It's like <laughs> that's Whoops. the part where you're like, wait a minute, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> but I did fill the pantry with food, and he knows where it's fucking yeah, at. Yeah, he knows where it is. And I've seen him climb to the top of it. So yes, yeah, oh, they I've know. seen him climb it, and I've seen him. The food, I wouldn't eat it. What they make, <laughs> I wouldn't fucking eat it. But it's food. It's food. And they're doing it. But and they don't learning. want to eat. So they always tell you this bullshit like feed the rainbow of vegetables. And do, it's like, bitch, they don't want to eat that. OK, yeah. try giving a fucking three year old kale or whatever nonsense. They don't want to eat that shit, dude. It's hot dogs and yeah. mac and cheese and they're fine. Uh, listen to they're your body. Fine. Like even if it's telling you nothing but sour gummies. Just <laughs> But there. I mean, seriously, I read something about like listen kids, to your kids body. don't have the enzyme to break down kale. They don't have like brassica enzyme in their fucking stomach. I'm sure they know true. it is. I swear to God. It, have you but smelled saying, a three-year-old after they've eaten a brassica? I know, it's yeah, true. No, it's they don't have the gross. right enzyme. And they know it, and it makes them feel like shit. And uh, fuck it. Survivalist parenting. You just throw them out in the wilderness. Yeah, and pretty let much. Them let them piss on your compost pile. <sighs> Dig well, up a potato when you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that like makes them me crazy is knowing boys in college who didn't know how to do their own laundry. I was one of those boys in college that well, did not know how to do their own laundry. That's what I'm saying. So like... My goal is like, you're going to learn how to do this yeah. stuff because mommy's not going to be around. Yeah, that's the older parenting part I'm talking about. Because with my youngest one yesterday, we were at Home Depot and he was sitting on this thing he's not supposed to be sitting on. Always. And I was like, fuck it, I'll hold his hand. He can do it anyway. And so he was on this little <laughs> cart and I'm pushing him and he's like, eh, like, he freaked out a little bit. He wanted down. And I'm like, then get down. What are you looking at me for? Get down. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, I'll talk him through it. Sit on your butt. Put your feet off the edge. And he's sitting there looking at me and like, you know, he's 18 months old and he puts his feet off the edge. Okay, now stand up. And he did it. And I'm like, congrats. <laughs> now let's let's get the fuck out of here. But I, I it's like, I'm trying to teach him. Like, I know I could die at any minute. That's yeah. like with my 23 year old. I'm like, let's fucking party. Let's go do shit together. Let's go to Disneyland. <laughs> I'm gonna get season passes. Like, oh, let's go do nice all to the- know. It was fun for a minute. But oh. then. What I mean, there's the downside for every good thing. There's something that can be perceived as not good. And for every hard thing, there's something really beautiful and easy. Always. And for everything that changes, something changes on that other side the same way. So it's always beautiful. And it's always a magical experience. And it's always so cool to watch the whole world through not just uh, kids eyes, but like each kid is so different. It's like this. I'm like living a new every time I tune into one kid, I'm like living through Mm -hmm. their eyes. And I'm, I'm able to be like, 
sit well i'm a gemini with a gemini moon so i'm able to be like 10 people at once with the four of me and yeah my um my kids like yeah. th that part's really really cool but it's also super painful because you're feeling each kid yeah. each kid has different pain too like my oldest is very 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 astute like he pays attention to every little micro thing so i know about being hyper aware can be painful as shit and then my 16 year old is the most philosophical person i've ever met just innately uh gets it which is horrible mm -hmm. and painful and then like the 14 year old is just all dick jokes it's all dick jokes and they're really fucking funny but he's got that like antagonistic gene that like me and you mm -hmm. and just that shit starting thing and that's painful too because i'm watching him I'm like i hope he doesn't make his life difficult and then the 12 year old's just like the little firefighter like mini jeff my husband and he like he'll just organize shit and clean shit and vacuum shit and that's juju he's like he's that a, too he's like well right now he's only three and a half so he's still i saw it when he was like a year and a half yeah. he started doing the lower shelves at target organized organized yeah. likes order likes to clean yeah likes to yeah which is good Cars. you need one of those to yeah. pawn all that shit off on mm -hmm. man it's no you're lot. right there it's funny because like i the things i love most in life i can also be dreading them like i love stand-up yeah. comedy i more than anything i love it and then I hate it. I hate it a lot. I hate it. Yeah. I hate the travel. I, there's parts yeah. of it you the just... The highs are high and the lows yeah. are low. Yeah. As with anything. But that's the point of life too, I think. Because like I was saying, when you think about your deathbed, you're not going to be like, oh, I, I should have sat on the couch and watched a little bit more reality I TV. know. Yeah. Well, because when I was on my ketamine trip, when I broke my ankle, <laughs> this is true. I, you feel like I you're dying. I don't know this story. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was in the ER and I... Um, they gave me ketamine and I did have like an end of life vision where yeah. I was like, oh, oh, it doesn't matter. None of this shit matters. The only thing that matters is my kids and my husband and my dog. That's and awesome. The people I love and the love. It's never about like, yeah. I'm so glad I did more work. Yeah. I'm so happy I toured a bunch more or did, you know, I busted my ass to do this. It's really about the people and yeah, and, that's, for sure. and your your love. And what a cool experience and a nice way to get a near death experience to just break yeah. your ankle and get some drugs, get some ketamine. Of like yeah, it's, it's I. They wild. gave Otis ketamine. My um fourteen year old uh, dislocated his elbow, and mm -hmm. the medical care in Hawaii is sub fucking par. Like that's part of the reason I want to be there. But they just could not get it back in. They couldn't. This one doctor, my husband Oof. almost went to blows with him. I had to like go push them away from each other. But um, they just kept giving him ketamine, and like, I was like, how, like, how much of that can you take before, like, he's a little bit too young for an awakening. Yeah, did and he trip? I can't have an awakened child right now. I have enough on my fucking plate. Um, he, I don't know. Like, I tried to talk to him about it afterwards. He, he did not want to wake up. So they ended up. It was a twelve-hour ordeal, and they ended up having to put him under and um, twelve hours to transfer reset him his to bones? another hospital. Yeah, they're. It was a disaster. That's terrible. And I almost was close to getting arrested and close to, like, it was, there. don't ask my husband about it ever. If you want to know the story, ask me when he's not around, because unless you want a fucking 12-hour tirade. I won't ask shit. I love how you guys get all scrappy. The I, I get you guys scrappy so with funny, my kids. Dude. Like, I am I'm can handle anything now. I can fucking handle anything because I have been. Jenny's a rebel, you guys. I can't stand when people... Yeah, you always, but you you always you always like like even in seventh grade I, I love this you're always there was always mr roberts remember that pervert teacher oh, yeah. you didn't like mr roberts yeah if you know somebody's a pervert it's your duty to just be like and in a lovingly jokingly way 
Right? I didn't go, you're a fucking pervert. No, I just, you just drew cartoons about it. We just stuff. drew cartoons. We made jokes. Yeah. We had a song. We would yeah. imitate his voice. Yeah. Go, anybody who wears a tight sweater tomorrow gets extra credit. Do you remember that? I do. I do. I Formative years. <laughs> but so, oh, man. And then Nigel. He, I still oh, remember so Nigel, hot. the hottest guy. He had long hair and he was just really hot. Skaters. It feels gross now because I know he's 12. I know. But he was hot then to me then. But he, he looked over at Mr. Rogers one time. I remember this. I know where this goes, is. Hey, Mr. Rogers. And he's like, what? And he's like, are those hush, hush, <laughs> hush puppies? It. Are those hush puppies about his shoes? <laughs> and me and Christina fucking lost, lost it. I don't know. It. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my whole hush life. hush puppies? I mean, for a 12-year-old to come up with something that sassy? Yeah, it was really sassy. Because hush puppies, do people know? They were really ugly think. loafers back in the day. And they were like, like you know, low-class orthopedic yeah. working man loafers. Hush puppies. Oh, there we go. So but dumb. no, you got to get the ugly 80s those ones. Were, yeah, those mm. are better. Like those. Those black are kind of cute. Fuck, I might need a pair of hush puppies. Hush puppies. <laughs> I no, know. No, those were not. Those, like those ones on the left, the more moccasin y looking ones. Oh my God. I mean, if yeah. anything says I don't like getting my dick touched, it's those fucking ugly. Well, by adults. Because <sighs> Mr. Roberts did not like pet. getting his dick touched by adults. <laughs> yeah. Those are pedo shoes. If you see those under a stall in the bathroom, get out. Pedo shoes. <laughs> those are pedo shoes, right? The official shoes of pedophilia. Yeah, it is. Sorry, hush puppies. They're not called pedophiles anymore. What are uh, they child called? attracted. Yeah. <laughs> to the child attracted. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think to the middle aged um, crisis thing, like the where yes. you're just like, oh, I think too. There's a point where you know too much because yeah. you've experienced a lot of life, and yeah. and now you know, like the older you get, the more you're like, whoa, this shit is frail, fragile. Yeah. Like people die now, people get sick. I have yeah. friends that have died, yeah. and you're like, it's uh, it's very, it's like this awakening, like, and especially with the pandy. You're like, oh, there's no uh, government that cares about yeah. me. Like there's, you yeah. really, you're in the wilderness, man. Yep. Existence is terrifying. If you really think about. It's horrifying. Yeah. And like yeah. how much. That's you, why you wake up in the morning and go through that movie of who the fuck am I supposed to pretend to be today in this existence? Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a construct. <sighs> it's a construct. And it's not, I don't know that it's a good one. Like all of the constructs, I'm having a little issue with that. And I think that that's the midlife thing is that you start realizing that all these things that you thought were real yeah. are constructs yeah and, and you're like oh shit i don't want to live in this fucking matrix even if the steak is juicy and delicious i want to know right. what's real because i'm probably going to die soon and and yeah. i don't know like what your belief system is but i think this is like a place of growth and you stop growing a little bit in in midlife because you're not having as many experiences and you're staying at home and or doing whatever most yeah. people a lot of people switch their jobs and i think you get a real hunger for growth um like you did when you were like say 13 14 15 yeah you're right like you want to like believe that there's something at the end of the rainbow yeah that's just amazing and then and then you're like oh it's just yeah. uh, 
oh, this is this is it. Oh, this is it. But then maybe it's also realizing that like, oh, but this is miraculous. Yeah, all like, the little things become miraculous. Yeah, that, you remember when your grandma used to be like, "Oh, the baby's precious." My grandma miracle. and somebody's. Remember my grandma? Grandma's okay, not yours, she but was other a grandmas. Real piece of shit. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> okay, like walking down the street with your baby. Yeah, like yes. at Home Depot, the yeah. lady's like, "He's precious," and my husband goes, "Precious," and I'm like, "You're in Texas. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Play along. Just say yes. He's precious. Don't tell her the truth. I'm sure uh, she knows somewhere and just forgot it. But that is like you forget." like uh you forget the bad shit and you just start remembering the good because you're grateful you have a gratitude that you're alive and waking up in the morning to replay that fucking christina record i know and it's not like i'm i I do like my life i think i'm really everything has turned out great yeah but then you you do just freak out a little bit you're like oh my god i could fucking die tomorrow yeah it's then, true uh, yeah and then i'm like oh i have a baby and i could die and you have yeah. young kids it's a different kind of thing too because then you're like oh shit i gotta like teach them how to fend for themselves on the yeah. wilderness it's like it's like a fucking zombie apocalypse just waking up in the morning as a parent sure is now on some follow-ups really important topics how come there are no hot republicans <laughs> oh. <laughs> We were talking about this on the last episode that I noticed that there are hot Democrats, but seldom do we see hot male Republicans. The, the women are hot as yeah. shit on CNN. Yeah, okay. But I don't see any... Now, any thought Calvin Coolidge? Didn't Snoop? you like Calvin Coolidge? Yeah, he has fucking cool in his name. <laughs> it doesn't make him... Hot, make him but hot. is he hot? Yeah, but it makes him cool. That's all I was saying. <laughs> all right. I, I didn't remember what he looked like. I just remember his, he had cool in it. He's not hot. Bro. No, that is not. I mean, here's the thing, though. If you're it's looking gross. at him saying he's hot, it's because what he's have comparatively to other people. Yeah, uh, to that. I fucking... mean, to Trump. I who who do who do you fuck? I don't. I don't want to f- kill those. Oh fuck all that! I I can't even. Kill kill kill. Ay, ay, ay. I think if I had to bang a re- like a Republican in recent times i maybe gw but so the the junior junior bush junior he's a gemini yeah he's a gem well that's <laughs> obviously why that's why um he's an artist you? yeah he was cool yeah, he's like, he's a, i liked him like look he's a yeah he's the hottest of the last I, not his dad I, yeah Ugh. i don't know i know that face from too many men in denver i know yeah. well, who would you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't bang calvin coolidge over this guy uh, no come on <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you could dominate. What are you Bush doing? a little bit more though? You could what? You could Dom- dominate. That's what this I'm one. saying. Yeah. No, no, no. But the he other one, you could stuff. act out like some kind of Nazi fantasy because he kind of <laughs> he had that he had that Nazi face, Calvin. Yeah. This guy likes. He pegging. just looks like he wants to fucking yeah. do some testing on you. Yeah. yeah he likes to be pegged. Yeah. Which, you know. GW is open. Yeah. He, to... He'd be into like a threesome with Calvin. Yeah, that's what that's the way to do that one. He does seem like more beta vibes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You could finger his butt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, apropos our discussion, <laughs> <laughs> listening to episode one thirty three talking about haughty Republicans, Don DeSantis, bro. Let's well, see a let's, let's see it. He's gorgeous, not a former prez. But maybe a future one who I would yank my jeans high and tight for. I got a DUI, baby. I actually did. She writes, Sharon. You you would yank your jeans high and tight for that. Well, look, I mean, relative to what we've been looking at. No, can't do it. He's not my type either. Oof. I mean, I like the short tick thing a little bit, but I, I don't know. I 
it's that hairline like that's just i feel like i'm gonna get fucking murdered in the back of his van anytime anybody has a hairline like that i'm like oh shit that's like okay hold on i've got one rick santorum hmm. rick santorum he's attractive isn't he i'm trying to remember he's attractive God, no what is your nazi thing <laughs> They all look you like... You think he looks like a Nazi? Third Reich. Yes, they all do. It's that bird face thing. They have no lips and they just have a scowl that just like... He is could like, get it. Ooh, women. Ugh. I'd give it to Rick Santorum. I would like sit on his face till he suffocated maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He would like I think it. there's a name for... Is that smushing or there's a... There's, there's a, definitely a word. Yeah, there's a word. No, he, he looks weird. Like he's into kinky shit. This yeah, guy maybe, pretends yeah. like he's normal and he's not normal at all. Yeah, maybe. Because he does the whole flag and the books behind me bullshit. Yeah, this that's guy's true. Real he's naked fucking, from the waist down on yeah, all those pictures a, with some fucking cock ring on. Yep. Him. He's a degenerate. He's got a leather harness on under that <laughs> fucking suit. It's like, okay, we got, well, we've got a, a voicemail. Let's hear it mm-hmm. about the hot. Hi, Molly. I'm currently watching your most recent episode, 133. You're asking for hot conservatives. Um, I don't agree with the views. But uh, you need to look up Dan Crenshaw. Mm. He is a Texas representative from the second district in Houston. Um, it's jaded as fuck, so it's totally corrupt how he got his role. And uh, he's <laughs> okay. No, I get that one. But um, he's really hot. He's a Navy SEAL. He's got an eye patch. He's he's cute, bro. You got to look him up. She's right. Bye, Holly. Crenshaw can fucking get it, bro. Yeah, I, I'm. Dude, he's hot as fuck. He's a former Navy SEAL. He's got the fucking eye patch, At bro. least he's got the John Cougar Mellencamp vibe. Like, he's got the more mid- Midwestern kind of... The, I, I don't know what... Maybe it's the flag in the background. You know what? I, I've never seen a guy in a suit with the eye patch, and I like it. Oh, I like him in his uniform? Come on. This guy fucks. Mm. Uh, this guy gets it. Yeah, maybe. He gets laid, too. I like him. Wow! I don't, when your whole personality is your eye patch, though. Oh, but he was. It's uh, not his on fault. SNL with the other, but it's not his fault. Like he, he probably, you know, lost his eye in battle. Yeah. Here's another hot Republican. Madison Cawthorn can get it. Writes Karina. Hmm. Now is Madison a a boy or a girl? Oh, okay. It's a boy named Madison. Yeah. Oh. oh, he can totally get it. Holy shit! This yeah, one wins. Uh, yeah, because when he's smiling, he's cute. Oh my god, he's really Plus, good looking. You know, yeah, he's really good looking. He's really hot with a German Shepherd. Is out that there? what he's? Hunt- yeah, no, he's hunting for. <gasps> Look, he's got a hot chick, dude. This guy's hot as shit. Yeah, he's cute. All right. I don't know. That hair kind of threw me off. He's cuter than the other ones, and he looks complicated. Like he looks like he's a little bit fucked up. He looks like the villain in Euphoria, like the guy that's super good looking, like the big athlete character, and okay. he's dark as shit inside. You're right. Yeah, uh, there's something Darkness. to be said. That, yeah, I, maybe I'm into that. I'm into the darkness. Yeah. It's the goth thing. He broke up with someone. He looks like a goth girl dream right there a little bit. Yeah. Complicated. Okay. Madison Cawthorn can get it. You were right. I have a feeling too that if you talk to him enough that you could convert him from a Republican. Like he's one that might have like where you could be like, no, but like marginalized people, you know what I mean? Like it's probably hard out there for people who don't have all the privilege. Like then you could compare it probably to having like problems walking and stuff. Like it's probably hard to function. It's true. 
That's true. You have to you're have empathy. Right. Yeah. No, it is. It is a little ironic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like when you're sitting there and you're like somebody who is like marginalized themselves on the yes. accident. Yeah. Oh my God, are you ready for this? <laughs> yes, I am. <sighs> okay. Uh, okay, I don't want to hear about this. Okay, so I read this article. Oh, you're breastfeeding. Yes, I am. I read this article that in India, there's um, a thing where dudes are enjoying getting breastfed by their wives. Oh, that's everywhere. Well, you have why you say that like you know. Because you're that's like a thing. I, d- I didn't know that's a thing yeah, until it's a thing. It's a bodybuilder thing. It's a a fetish thing. There's yeah. A bodybuilder thing. Yeah, they like the breast milk. Like it has all the things that. If know. Jeff were to be like, I'm really into feeding. Would you? Fuck no. I have enough people on my teeth. I don't need nobody else. But I mean, he won't even. I'm like, I'm like, just tell me, like, what what does it taste like? Like, he won't even. Ta- he would not even taste it. And I'm like, what is your problem? You have hangups. It's like, sweet. It's good. Yeah, but when somebody's like that, you want to push and be like, what's your problem? You hate tits. Do you hate women? Do you hate tits? But then, um, you know, he's like, no, it feels disrespectful. Like, I wouldn't eat my kids' food off their I plate. Love, by the way, I love that you think. <laughs> that you think That's disrespectful you're like, to not. You're like, you know, and then milk. you're like, just drink it. Drink it. What? Like, you like how you assume everybody has that same emotional reaction. Well, just like, I'm like, could you taste it? Like, I, I was like, what's it taste like? Or so, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, would you? Dr-? I think it was this conversation where I was like, would you drink breast milk? Like, because guys, like when you're having sex and you're breastfeeding, you like sometimes, lactate. yeah, and you'll drip or whatever in the yeah. beginning stages. And uh, so, you know, I asked him, what's it taste like? Oh, I don't know. Like, and I'm like, there was a hang up there and I needed to know what it was. You had to drill in there. Yeah, I do that. Down. It's really fucking annoying to be my partner because I'm like, what? I'm sorry. What What do you? And it's not. And it, no, it's not in a mean way. I'm just like, oh, you wouldn't be able to say that thing that you just said unless you had this belief system. And my husband's really good at going. You're right. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, he's really good at that. Thank God. Because interesting. Because yeah. then you're like, well, why? Yeah. Why? What are you afraid of breast milk for? Because it belongs to the mommy. Yeah. Well, when you're saying that mom can't food, fuck. You know, is that what it is? Like, oh, the women are either whores or virgins. There is an element of that. I'm like, is this a virgin? I say it in a calm way because oh, I really yeah, want to know. Is this a virgin be... mother whore thing? Like, is it hard for you to differentiate? Yeah. And it's hard to sexualize my boobs when they're also food for somebody oh, else. Oh, it's so hard for me. Yeah, it, like it's it. a weird thing. And like, I understand. And I just want to talk about it. I just want to talk about it. That's nice. And he's open to that. Oh, yeah. Tom would be like, shut the fuck up. I sometimes wish he would say, shut the fuck up. Tom would be like, what? No, he Stop. I mean, for we had like. Getting divorced. He didn't listen to me for a long time and then now it's a new thing oh oh yeah, yeah. No, no. now it's like oh my god you're right about certain things oh and please. like microaggressions and that kind of shit Interesting. microaggressions yeah well we've been through a long three fucking year period this last three years has been really difficult and it got to a point at one point where we were like oh maybe we shouldn't do this anymore after 21 years or whatever and uh in the last two or three weeks i'd say it's been that we've decided that we are going to continue to try to like communicate oh, and God. do all that. Yeah, Good. we have five kids. I mean, that's what you do. And actually, it's better now than it's ever been, which Good. is weird and fucked up, but is what it is. Good. Life is a big fat mess. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a big fucking mess. Um, so I, I asked someone to write in and tell me the details about breastfeeding their spouses. And, okay. Uh, here we go. You got an answer? Of course. People are so proud. It's the fucking They internet. love to fucking just 
talk about that shit. I know. You go, girl. Because I love it. I love I love these these weird things. Okay. Did you get both our perspectives or just ours? Um, hold on. It says okay, it says it. it says I'm a cool girl that breastfeeds my boyfriend, and so 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 a lot of times people will be like. Oh, I wear a dog mask and I get a, a a tail put at my butt, but it's not sexual. They're always like, yeah. fetishists always for some reason deny the sexual components. I think yeah. that's how they continue to do what they are doing, like compartmentalizing, speaking yeah. of. So she writes, it's definitely sexual. He had previously had adult nursing relationships and was pretty open early on about it being what he was into. Breastfeeding my adult partner was not something I'd ever considered until he introduced me to the idea, but now I love it. It has allowed us to have intimacy beyond what I thought was possible. I love the idea of being able to provide all his basic human needs at once and feel fully in my divine feminine energy while we come hug. That's neat. <laughs> Neither of us are into any sort of age play. I still see him as a masculine grown man and not as a bearded baby when he suckles on my mommy must milkers. Must be nice for a married couple. Yeah, I'm trying to think as as like the woman. I'm trying to like picture Tom fully bearded yeah. and suckling and me not picturing him as an infant. I think I would struggle. Or it being sexual. It's kind of an either or. But I guess if it's basically like... A, drive through like mcdonald's kind of thing you stick your titty out and they drive up and get their shit and go is that is he just is he eating is this a new eating but like but it's sexual too they come hug they fuck okay so that's all right i think that's more understandable than if there was no sex that's what i'm saying then then you do have to infantilize him in order to do that to to fulfill that fantasy of like it's not sexual i just infantilize my husband i guess that i don't know the divine feminine shit that one gets me sometimes because I'm like, you say what did what with that intent and the goddess shit? What? Like, there's a lot of shit done under that umbrella that uh, probably isn't divine. You feminine. mean like drinking your own menstrual blood or yeah, urine? just like making paintings with period blood or whatever. <laughs> like I like aside from like a accidental Jackson Pollock with a diva cup or something. Like I feel like <laughs> when you're intentionally like making. Yeah, the, all of that. Uh, All of it that is shit. just mental illness. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. Okay. Get your life. Okay, it has been a lot of extra effort to produce and maintain a milk supply, but it's a daily task that he has shared the responsibility of. The extra roundness and firmness of my breasts has been a big added plus too. It has ensured that we both make uninterrupted time for intimate experience daily. That's kind of cool, which keeps our bond strong. See, that's what I understand. This idea of the, the service of... I think that now I, that makes sense to me of like, but it's this thing we do every day. It keeps us connected. That part I intellectually, emotionally get. Yeah. Like if I got to maintain this milk supply, come on, you let's go breastfeed. You fucking do that. Every day. But it's probably easier for the woman. I don't know. I'd rather fuck I'd every rather day than fuck lactate. Every day than breastfeed like i'm already trying to get this baby out i'm just like god damn it go you're still doing it i'm trying to show him where the pantry is yeah i'm still doing it i've always let them just wean themselves but he sucks at it in a social gathering we often may slip away together for a few minutes to drain the hangers a breastfeeding session doesn't always lead to sex but we are both turned on by the experience so it does usually lead to some fooling around i'm not sure if it's because my nippies are extra sensitive 
but I often finish just from feeding. <laughs> we also do it sometimes as we're falling asleep. It's euphoric and relaxing feeling for both of us. I don't feel the need to come out to all my family about what makes me come on a national TV show so they'll never have to see these big tits fart and find out where it spits. Keep mine tight. I'll be coming up in May. But, but we say these stuff. We're always like, why do you have to be out about your fetish? Yeah. Like, why can't you just yeah, do what you do? That's and, true. You know, your grandma doesn't need to know at Thanksgiving yeah, that you breastfeed. Nobody used to talk about that kind of shit. No. You're just like kinky and like Good someone you. come in your house and see something and they'd pretend not to look. And yeah, yeah it's it was fine. just respect. Well, I, that makes sense if it's like this intimate thing that you do. And well, hormonally too, like you produce uh, oxytocin when you're yes. breastfeeding too. So I'm sure. And I think it's in your milk too. So it's probably just like just a Comfort. drug kind of thing, like a oxytocin Comfort. thing. Yeah. And I like the idea. I mean... I like you kind of seem like you're into it a little bit. Well, now I'm like considering, like, should I get back to <laughs> you're lactating? You're like, fuck, you can probably. Well, I just remember the how sweet it was when your baby falls asleep breastfeeding on you. Yeah, it's fine when your baby does it. If I my know. husband's doing that, I'd be like, get the fuck off. And it's hot in here. And your fucking beard hair is rubbing my nipple. Rub. Um, yeah, I'm wondering more about like lanolin, like that kind it of hurts. like... Yeah. He split my nipple like three weeks ago and it hasn't healed all the way and it's the worst pain of my life and I have to yeah. tell everybody to be quiet in the room, but you don't want mastitis. So oh, yeah. it hurts. So I'm wondering if she has to like do all that kind of and the lactation cookies and shit. I know. All in the, it's a whole but then thing. you're thinking about sex all the time maybe because your whole world is kind of wrapped up in preparation and I just can't imagine because when you know when I breastfed, it's like right after you give birth, and you're just so not sexual. Yeah. And I actually, when I was breastfeeding, I did not like being sexual. Yeah. It was too much of a mind fuck. It was yeah, like, it is weird. Ooh, like I'm milky, and you want to bang me? Okay, I guess. Like I would do it. I but guess I, I got over that after. You five. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that part. I mean, it's <laughs> you just don't. Yeah, it's hard to be sexualized when you're also when it's hard to be the virgin mother and whore at the same time. Yes, I, <laughs> I agree. Because even for me to go into sexual mood, the kids have to be asleep or out of the house. I cannot fuck hearing them crying in the next room or like the threat of them running in. I'm like, dude, come on. You're like, I just fucked my husband in the trailer all the time. Uh, it's well, not all the time. But enough. Uh, well, we let's yeah. not talk about it. Let's not talk about it because it's private. Inside. Yeah, it's okay. Private. Let's do some more follow-up voicemails, mommy. Hey, Hitler. It's your boy Jared from North Carolina. Uh, love the show. Love everything. YMH. I wanted to call and uh, share with you. I guess it might be my own Pajitsky effect, but oh, I'm a truck driver, and in the course of my career, I've come across two mini fridges and yeah i keep one beside my chair in the living room and i got another one beside my bed in my bedroom good for you one of my living room acts as like a coffee table or like a end table and one of my bedroom acts as like a nightstand i keep them both stocked with water Uh, nothing better than waking up you know dehydrated from drinking and being able to grab an ice cold bottle of water from the side table but anyway yeah i heard you guys talking about it and uh I wanted to share with you guys. I thought I was just trash, but apparently this is the, uh, <laughs> this is the, this is the move here. Anyway, you guys are coming up in May, and hi, Charles Shake the best. <laughs> That's a new one. Hot sauce is the Eddie, dude. We got a hot sauce is the best thrown in now. Cool, man. <laughs> Super cool. Love you. That's our latest meme on Thanks. the show, and because Eddie said it. Best. Hot sauce is the best, and Tom was like, <laughs> "That's not. That's not. Hot sauce is the best." I was made fun it. of you too. Duh. 
<laughs> that's not. That's not. I didn't say it like that. I heard it like I that. I didn't say it like it that. It seems like everybody else heard it like that. I fucking hate everybody <laughs> in this house. Everybody, get out of my house right now. Wait, We're done recording. You don't like hot sauce though? <laughs> Have you heard his Fuck song? Y'all. Hot sauce is the best. Oh my God. <laughs> It is that over and over. Dude, and once you unleash the mommies on (laughs) something like this, it is... It's over. Have you seen Garth Brooks' social media page? Oh, no. You gotta look at Garth's Instagram. It is fucked because of our podcast. It's so fun. Yeah, we completely torment this guy. Uh, Every comment is like, where are the bodies, G? (laughs) Four strokes. I like that. You bet he's coming up in May. Different. Hot sauce is the best. There it is. Does he have any idea what's going on? No. Okay. No. (laughs) There it is again. Saka souffle. Hot sauce is the best. Fuck you, hen dog. (laughs) I saw that shit. (laughs) It's so fun. Yeah. This is awesome. (laughs) The internet is a marvel. That's painless trolling. Yeah, it's fun. And we know. We actually, you know, whatever. Um, So let's do some Pajitsky effects because these give me so much joy. These are, as I was explaining to you before we started recording, where you do something wrong your entire life and then like that guy was just saying and you're like oh i can have like i can have a cooler wherever the fuck i can put a (laughs) tiny fridge under this desk (laughs) i can have a space heater wherever i want i can wear a jacket when it's cold instead of just suffering yeah because i used to suffer for years amazing i thought i was the only one that did that i wrote a chapter about that in my book because i really was like god i didn't realize how fucked up i was like i had no idea that i just what was one that you were like oh my god i've been doing it wrong." the one i wrote about in my book was like i would i was i'm always cold always fucking cold always cold and same. you know i get out of the shower and i'm freezing so like i hate <laughs> taking showers like i will take a bath where i'm submerged in boiling hot water so that i get so hot that the second i get out mm-hmm. the water evaporates and i'm i'm like dying of like i'm overheated for like 20 minutes and th- i thought that's the best way to do it and it turns out you can buy a bathrobe <laughs> And so after I sort of fucking got it was 25 years, my mom had a really nice bathrobe and I, maybe it's because she had more money or whatever. I was like, that's really the lap of luxury. Like yeah. I can't afford a bathrobe. I just stopped even thinking about it as an option. And then eventually when like maybe a few years ago, I was like, I could get on Amazon and, and buy a bathrobe. Yeah. And I did it and it came in the mail and I put it on. I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> and I wore it for, you know, I wore it over my clothes I wore yeah. it and I, was, I was getting used to the idea and then I bought another one yeah you can have as many yeah. as you want I can have two bathrobes uh-huh I bought the same one twice <laughs> and uh and then I used it all the time then I went back <laughs> to doing the hot water method because it just yes yeah, so you always revert back to your original like it's I true I yeah. didn't dry myself off for 44 <laughs> years I would just kind of pat 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 and then try to put on like lululemon aerobic clothes or whatever and be angry because they would stick to my body (laughs) and then so for a while i was pretty vigilant about drawing myself off and then i slacked yeah and then the other day i was like why won't these fucking pants go on like oh yeah dummy (laughs) remember that lesson yeah you do have to remind yourself it's true yeah yeah i put my thing in the washer one time i never saw it again that's the problem in my house with like oh yeah everything disappears they steal it and also it gets to the bottom of the pile because it's too hard for them to figure out how to hang that on the thing i make my kids do my laundry good you should. Yeah. No, I know. It's ninety the percent theirs anyway. I don't change my fucking oh, of clothes. Of course. Uh, I was thinking of Sadie though. I forgot. But yeah. Oh, oh. I the think it's a poverty, Pajitsky, yeah. a poor thing too. Because yeah. growing up, yeah, you you think like, well, who am I to afford? Mm-hmm. 
an Amazon robe. Like, am I a million? I think I'm a fucking millionaire. Yeah. And like, you don't have to be a millionaire. To yeah, but it's $30. like the, it's in the back of your mind. Yeah. It's not enough in the front of your consciousness for you to confront it. It's just sitting right there <laughs> in the back, like whispering in your ear. You can't. You can't. Have a you don't. Yeah, you don't deserve it. You don't. You don't. Get a bathroom. Yeah. Well, let's do some more voicemails, more Pajitsky effects. These are my fucking favorite things. Christina P. This is Carlos V. from San Diego. Oh. I got a Pajitsky effect. I was walking my dog here in Southern California early in the morning, and it's been getting cold, and my hands freeze. And I was like, how do I remedy that? <laughs> you buy some gloves, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, you can just go out and buy gloves. They have them everywhere. So that's my Pajiski effect. Keep that shit high. Keep that shit tight, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... So my kids, you know, it was snow. It snowed here in Austin a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and I just hadn't thought to buy gloves for my children because yeah. never we never had snow, you yeah. know. And I was like, oh, I was thinking that too. I'm like, but their hands are going to get so cold <laughs> touching the snow. <laughs> if only there were something I could put on their <laughs> hands. And then I just dip them in paraffin. Yeah, socks work. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, oh, fucking idiot. Yeah, I forget. You forget those things have been yeah. invented. Yeah, and there's a solution <laughs> for almost every problem. That's where that's the whole thing about <laughs> everything. America. Yeah, capitalism. America, capitalism. I was gonna say. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah, do another true. one. These are fun. Hey, my name is Luke. Uh, don't call me daddy. <laughs> uh, I had a Pazitsky effect for you. I actually. I'm watching a new episode of YMH, and it fucking reminded me of one that happened like five years ago, maybe, like a fucking flashback of my biggest Pazitsky effect. So I was dragging my foot across the carpet, making fucking dust balls and picking up fucking dog hair and dust balls. And I was like, wait, I wonder how normal people do this. And then my friend looked at me and he was like, use a fucking vacuum. <laughs> anyway, I'm a dumb bitch. Uh, See you next time. Love you, Christina P. I'm a and dumb shout bitch. out to Doctor Nadav and Annie. Mwah. Mwah. You're gorgeous. <laughs> Boy, these shout outs have they're really masterful. You guys are really putting <laughs> a lot of thought into these. Uh yeah, you can use a, a vacuum. You know what you can even do? But I have a problem with those hand ones, the hand vac, the little ones. That's what they, I have. In they the stop working after two fucking minutes. What am I doing wrong? Um, you're probably the filter's probably full. You probably have to take the little thing out and clean the filter off. Yeah, if, especially if you have dogs. Yeah, yeah. See, we gotta all talk to each other because everybody holds the key to a little bit of information. <laughs> I'm so stupid. And I bought two of them, the black and decker thing. I was like. Well, this doesn't work anymore. This one goes in the trash. <laughs> Buy another one. And now this one doesn't work. Oh, I'm such a dumb bitch. Yeah, clean yeah. the filter. Fucking idiot. Well, I learned that one the hard way because I'm like, why is it on fire? My husband's like, you, you have to fucking. And the same with the dryer. I'm like, it smells like smoke. Yeah, you have to clean the filter because it's literally like a tinderbox. And you're, <laughs> yeah, you have such to do that. A fucking idiot. I had no idea. My husband's really good at the practical things or I'd be dead. Oh, yeah. Tom, neither Tom nor I are good at the practical that's things. That's part of the problem. Like, yeah. yeah. Comedians it, do it. We're fucking idiots. We that's how this segment money. came about. Because <laughs> we were like, everything we do like, is we're just stupid. dumb and dumber. Yeah. If you realize you're stupid, then there's hope. Because you know you're stupid. That means that you have the capacity to not be. <laughs> yeah. You know what helps is we have these cowboys that come and do our, um, how, we know we're building a wall to keep out the minorities. <laughs> no, to... <laughs> 
<laughs> we're building a fence in front of our house. <laughs> it sounded so racist when I called it a wall. I was like, that's not it. They ruined the word wall. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean We're building the fence, okay? It's a goddamn fence. You moved to Texas and immediately built a wall around your house. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. But we have these two cowboys that come around and help us do, you know, construction jobs. Practical and they're things. so fucking practical. So You're they'll like, can you it. Can you look at this vacuum? Tell me what's wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. yeah, they're fucking great. All right, one more. That's all. I need a couple of those. You need cowboys. They're so practical. <laughs> they know Hi, mommy. Um, I'm Haley. I was watching episode 133, and uh, the uh, this is the effects. The Alaskan guy with his sunglasses debacle reminded me that I had my own sunglasses Pazitsky effect a few years ago. Um, I am extremely, extremely nearsighted meaning I can't see my hand like a foot away from my face without my glasses. So when it came time to driving and I need sunglasses, um, I just put my sunglasses on top of my glasses. <laughs> so I was wearing two glasses at the same time, like a dum-dum. Um, I looked like a fucking idiot all the time. Didn't care. I had to do it. Why is Whatever. this my favorite? Uh, I just I love this. Figure out that I could just buy prescription sunglasses. Yeah, maybe yeah. uh, look a lot day. less stupid. Oh. they were more expensive, but it's so, very evil. Well, thank, thank you, Hitler, for sharing that. I um went to get my prescription renewed yesterday, like to upgrade because I'm getting blinder every fucking year, and um and I was like, I'm such an idiot. I had this epiphany that I can have as many reading glasses as I need or want. You can um, just leave them everywhere. I, can, I leave I leave these here. I can leave one at the other studio. Mm -hmm. I can leave one pair by my bed. <laughs> I can leave another one, one in, in my office. Yeah. One like, in the purse. Yeah, instead of being beholden, like I got this one pair of reading glasses. <laughs> I got to hold on to these. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? I can get That's what I would five. Five. They're cheap. Uh, well, America. I have a yesterday or the day before my 16 uh, year old wears glasses and he was like, something's wrong with my glasses. My prescription changed Cosmo? overnight. Yeah, Cosmo. No. And we went to a trampoline place and he couldn't jump because he couldn't see. And he kept oh. handing me the glasses and saying, could you clean these for me? And I'm like, they look clean. And he was freaking out thinking he was dying, brain tumor, whatever. Us Jews do that. Like he, yeah. he's got that gene. Um, so we go back to the trailer later that night and my husband's like, has anybody seen my reading glasses? <gasps> and I'm like, are these them? And he's like, no. And I'm like, who the fucks are these then? Like, who's in our trailer when we're not here? And turns out Cosmo had Jeff's reading glasses on the entire day and oh. didn't know. So yeah. That, if you have too many reading glasses around <laughs> that's true he thought he had a brain tumor probably yeah like, he did I'm fucking die he, he really he sat there at the trampoline place all quiet and i'm like Aww. what is wrong with you poor baby that was pretty funny i'm like you're 16 i'm still making fun of him Aww. i'm like stand in front of him and do one of these like can you see me you know what i hate is when they when you get your prescription upgraded and then they're like well we go dilate your pupils look yeah. for tumors I'm like bitch i don't have a tumor yeah I know I don't have no fucking brain tumor. Stop doing this to me. I and asked him the they, 20 minutes that you're sitting there. Yeah. You're like, when do, and like, have stop. you seen that thing about the flash? Like somebody had their brain tumor diagnosed because somebody took a flash photo of them and it hit like the gave them red eye and they could see something in there and they went and got checked and they had a tumor and it saved their lives. So my sister, who is far worse than me or Cosmo, the worst of all of us, like the most like anxious and, and all of that, she 
was taking pictures of my kids with a flash on during the day. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, no, nah, I'm just taking pictures. Turns out she was trying to diagnose them with fucking brain tumors. I'm like, could you just could you just go sit down? She's the best. Yeah. She is amazing. But yeah, it, it's hard Jessica. to live like that. The reason we're goth is Jessica. I know. Now she owns a cleaning company and is like an upstanding citizen of the United States and just has a lot of anxiety. For everybody. You know, what's interesting is that, you know, all these goths, that we grew up with and punkers and you know everybody's so quick to label kids now and define it and what are you it's like the 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 boys i dated in high school wore fucking skirts and black makeup and nobody was like what are your pronouns are you queer are you gender fuck what are you it's like dude I don't well, know. There's a privacy thing too that we're talking about. It's like you don't need to discuss your kinks like with everybody. Well, like, yeah, or maybe they're just Jewish Valley kids who yeah. want to explore wearing skirts. Maybe you have a narcissistic parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's not about. But see, look, we all turned out like we were given this freedom, which is kind of cool. Like, imagine if social media had been around when we were growing oh, up. God, it's so no. mortifying. Yeah. We were given the freedom to be assholes. Yeah. And now, like, yeah, now we're upstanding fucking that, Gen Xers. I give my kids the freedom to be assholes in the privacy of our home. And I'm like, do not do it online. Do, not, do it in public. But here, anything goes. So, I mean, I pay the price for that quite often because it is just dick joke after dick joke I after know. dick joke. But at the same time, it's hilarious. I like it, though. That's the one thing I'm glad about having boys is like they literally spread their assholes open. And um, mine are not as disgusting as like I thought. I was really surprised, except for the 14 year old farted on the baby yesterday and thought it was really fucking funny. Like the baby was crying and he just walked over and farted. (laughs) Right. I'm like, don't fart on my baby. Don't do that. But see, like, I there's encourage some of the it. farting stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah, like I like, like I like I that it. slapdick shit. Like I this is the house that farts built. You know what I mean? Like the, we come on. Your mom's house and studio jeans. <laughs> That's true. And, That's a good point. I love dick. Okay, we'll brand. do one more and then I gotta get going. I gotta yeah. go because my fucking Let me see a picture. Oh, my nanny wants fucking time off. <laughs> she oh, gets I paid have, for it. I have to go to the doctor for a mammogram or whatever. <laughs> Cares. She's probably getting her uterus removed. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll come back to work tomorrow. <laughs> she's like, fuck this shit. Getting her hey, ovaries taken out. I got kind of a position effect. My buddy was uh, shopping for a new toilet seat or a new toilet. And I asked the guy if he could buy the toilet without the toilet seat. Because for his entire life, <laughs> he has just been shitting without the toilet seat. What? And just right into the bowl, ass cheeks on porcelain. Because he thought toilet seats were only for females. Better, better know I'm coming up in May. Thanks. What? Bye. So wait, is he straddling the toilet and shitting downward? Like, is it a gravity shit? No, he's, he's sitting, sitting on the on the cold bit. You right, can. No. I mean, look, you can. He probably shit. doesn't have hemorrhoids. No, because of the cooling. He That's... thought it was for women. Oh, you know why? Maybe he made the connection because men have to lift up the yeah. toilet seat to go pee, and maybe he thought, oh, well, that's for the girl needs the seat down oh. to pee. So maybe it's just for women that deserve a toilet seat. I know. I kind of feel bad for him now. I'm like, I sort of want to breastfeed him. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Somebody didn't show you the toilet seat enigma. No. Come here and get a little suckle. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get the breastfeeding thing when stuff like that happens. You're like, ooh, come here. Nobody showed you how to use a toilet seat. <laughs> Although my kids will probably be telling stories like, and then I had to climb to the top pantry to get the... I'll probably have some. Oh, anyways, I'm so glad you're here, Jenny. Me too. I love you. And I, I hope you, you live here so that you can come and do this show more often. I'll definitely be spending more time here regardless if I Good. live here or not. Wherever I tow my trailers, my home. 
Such a gypsy. <laughs> Guys, buy this woman's book. She needs the money. Please. She's they don't pay tra- me after this. Never That's why mind. I don't even fuck try her. to fucking. Don't even get the People book. are like, do you want me to promote it for you? I'm like, do whatever the fuck you want. You're promoting it for HarperCollins. Go ahead and do that, though, <laughs> is what I meant. <laughs> what I meant was buy my book, read it, then buy the Audible and hear me read it. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, that one's good because I actually corrected some things that were that got by in the book that didn't That's get annoying. by when yeah. And there's a story about Jenny and I in there. Uh, sure illegal is. activity. Yeah, goth that goth shit. Mm-hmm. It I'm started not what with it a run in with the law. That's right, homie. For me, because don't I'm gonna say tell, it. I'm going to tell one part. I'm going to tell one part. Why did you get all Southern? <laughs> I'm going to tell one part. That was my Colorado wow. voice. I'm going to tell one part. Two days in Texas. And she's okay. Already... Me and Christina did something bad and illegal. Yet Jeez. Christina fled while I stayed behind doing the right thing. Bitch, I told you to run. Didn't I fucking grab you? No, I was like, you run. Didn't. Yes, no, I did. You did not. You yes, I did. I don't blame you because you were a child. And I'm pretty sure I was it was like, my idea. Come on. Dude, I no, did because I run. went straight into that Midwestern. I'm sorry. Like, how can I make this right to the guy who busted us? And no, I turned you around and you were gone. Me. You followed me. No, 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 that's not true. No, that's not true. I remember. She remembers. You followed because I was I was running. You were behind me. No, nope. he was in the military, and that's why he caught you first. He, oh, yeah. We ran. We started to run, and then he went stop. See, so we didn't leave yeah, you behind. No, no. We both. He took us both in his backyard. We were both in the backyard, and she's casing the fence like a fucking tiger at the zoo. She's walking back and forth, and I'm like, "What is she doing?" He goes inside to call the police. This. He said he was going to go call the police, and he said, "Or I'll call your parents." Oh. I was like, call the the police. I was like, here's my parents' phone number. Call the cops. I gave mine. Yeah, she was like, call the cops. I'm like, call my mommy. She'll get me out of this. And she's still casing the fence back and forth. And I turn and I look at him on the phone and I'm like, oh, I'm really going to eat shit on this one. My sister had already been locked up for bad behavior. And I'm like thinking all the things that are going to happen. And I turn around. This bitch is gone. She fucking jumped the fence or she found some like hole. She got out. And I'm I was like, survivor. I was I'm not gonna give up. <laughs> and I just sat there with my hands on my lap until my mommy came and got me. And she gave the guy some money for a new paint job. <laughs> Anyways, read the story. But yeah, I think I was nicer to you in the book. Yeah, much nicer. I was like, oh, Christina, she she took the high road or she something <laughs> literally yeah. listen i was she scared I, was I know scared i know i was never mad at you or blamed you for it i was like you were jealous i was jealous later. that you had the balls i was who had the balls the second that military no. voice came out oh see that's God. where the cellular memory comes in i'm like yes, terrifying sir. get in the train yes sir but see my yeah my ancestors are <laughs> like we're running fuck this yeah country. that was smart yeah. that's no, no, yeah no. somebody in my lineage ran Somebody did. Somebody got out. <laughs> so if I had a time machine, Jenny, what would you do? I Nurse Hitler. Not do the crime. I would get Hitler on my tit and be like, suckle Fine. this ditty bitch. It, then we'd go back and I would go, Jenny, we're going, bitch. <laughs> and I would grab you. I don't remember. I don't remember. It was all blur. It was a blur. It was. That's because you were in fight or flight instinct. And I I was was in freeze instinct. And yeah, we can't be held accountable for our behavior. God, I'm going to have to talk to my therapist. Right. (laughs) I love you. I I still love you. I love you. I'm really not mad. No, I know you. I just let's do. Let's have a do over. Let's go do something illegal while I'm in town. Let's go find that guy's house. And you fucking sit there and take it. And I'm going to run away. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's way too into that That idea. sounds exciting, actually. All right. Let's All right. get drunk and go do something wrong. Yeah, let's go fuck some shit up. Right. You, does your nanny want another kid? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. We've got to go. Until right. next time, stay cool, moms. Thank you. Where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at.